Welcome to Growth Equation Principles, where we explore the key ingredients to health, well-being, and peak performance. We're your hosts, Jojo McDuffie and Brad Stahlberg. Jojo, good morning, my friends. Here we are for another episode of Growth EQ Principles. How you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Awesome weekend. You know, it's good Tuesday now, so I'm ready to rock, man. Let's do it. All right. So today we are going to talk about patience. Uh, let's start with a definition of patience. What do you got, Jojo? Uh, well, through some research of the Google engine, uh, definition of patience comes out to the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or, or upset. I don't really like that definition, Brad. Uh, to me personally, I think a more of uh, true patience is what are you doing while you're waiting? How are you acting while you're waiting? So not just the ability to wait, but how do I behave while I am waiting? Says a man with a six-year-old daughter and, and two more little ones on the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, I think I, I like where you're headed with that quite a bit, actually, that anyone can, well, not anyone can wait, but a lot of people can wait, but can you wait in a way where you bring discernment and wisdom to your waiting versus waiting and being frustrated that what you want hasn't happened overnight. And patience is really rare these days. We live in a very much a quick fix kind of culture where you know everyone hopes that there's a pill for this, a hack for that, a breakthrough overnight success formula. And the truth is that meaningful progress in any kind of endeavor very rarely happens overnight. It requires patience. And I think that something that often gets in the way of meaningful progress is when you try to rush it, because then you end up taking these kinds of heroic efforts that often lead to injury, illness, burnout, the kind of thing where you you try really hard and things are going great for a week. And then by week two, you're just like, I can't maintain this effort anymore. Uh, so going slow and steady is is tricky. And and I'll give one more little parable before I end my, my opening rant here. Yeah. There's this story, uh, and I don't know if it actually ever happened or if it's just kind of a myth that's been passed down. But there's there's a young disciple that goes to a very prominent Zen master and asks the Zen master, how long will it take me to get enlightened? And the Zen master pauses and says, about 10 years. And then the disciple says, well, is there anything I can do that would help me get enlightened faster? And the Zen master pauses again and looks at him and says, actually, it's going to take you 20 years. And I just love that, right? It's like the more you like sometimes try to force something, the more you get in your own way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I think about with that? It just to break it down in simple terms, I think about when I'm in a rush, right? If I'm in a rush to get somewhere, my level of patience for people around me driving is very, very low. But by being impatient, it feels like a trip that should have took take 
It should have only took me five minutes to get there. It takes me 10, 15, 20 minutes. It seems so much longer just because of, you know, my level of patience at that time. I think that when you're impatient too, you get really contracted. So oh, yeah. you're you're narrow, you're tense, it's like teeth grinding. I can imagine you, Jojo, rushing. And you're more likely to make mistakes when you're mm-hmm. in that mindset. You're more likely to piss other people off when you're right. in that mindset. Versus if you can just um, relax and open up a little bit, there's there's a sense of smoothness that comes when you release from any notion of trying to rush. So uh, when you're coaching, whether mm-hmm. it is more of the elite athlete population you work with or some of the individuals that you train who are experiencing Parkinson's disease, uh, for those that don't know, Jojo coaches a wide variety of people um, from those, like I said, that are at the top of what they do to those that are uh, experiencing degenerative disease. And I'm curious, Jojo, how do you how do you size someone up and kind of gauge at the outset their tolerance for patients? And then what do you do if you have someone that wants to see results very fast? How do you instill in them the ability to not just wait, but like you said, an opening to wait without being miserable while you wait. Yeah. So one communication, uh, it is just constantly letting them know where they're at in the process. Uh, the more informed they are, uh, the I think the more patient they are, uh, just because they they know exactly what they're doing on that particular day. Um, it is very challenging when you're working with folks who have. Uh, some cognitive disorder because they don't necessarily understand what's going on, uh, but that's where their spouses uh, come into play. Um, Typically, I do not work with people who want 30-day fixes. Uh, It is more of, let's put this program together and see this this process, there's that word process again, um, see this process through. Um, but it is definitely communication, constant communication, helping them to understand where they are currently and where we want to go. Um, and of course, people get impatient and it is a constant reminder of this is our goal. This is the process that we in collaboration came up with. Uh, let's stay the course. Let's be patient. And in due time, we will get there. I think that's really important, too, to to have that conversation with yourself sometimes. So if you're, oh. if you're in an endeavor where you're not being coached or you don't have someone walking the path with you, to kind of become your own coach and just remind yourself to take a soft step back and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Well, um, I, yeah. ad, 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 admittedly, I am my worst client. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, for, for me at times where I've had a coach for myself, that's when I've, I've been at best because the same conversations that I have with my athletes, someone's now saying that, you know, in my ear to, to help me, help me out. So, uh, yeah, definitely important. And similar to what we said with consistency last week, um, I don't think that patience means that you don't make adjustments or you just stick to the same thing even if it's not working. What it means is that before you just abandon the program or decide that you're going to try to operate on hyperspeed, you just pause and you consider, you know, what would it look like if I tweaked a little bit instead? Or what would I look like if I gave myself 
two months instead of one month to hit this milestone. Because there is definitely a time and a place to abandon something or to switch to something new. I think it's just that our tendency, again, especially in this day and age, is to switch prematurely mm-hmm. versus... like I think there's a greater risk of switching too early than staying too long for most people. Right. Right. It's... um. Well, I just I just think it can be really challenging for many of us to identify what that point is, you know, when to stay in and when to get out and what what are what's the criteria for to to, to help you make that type of decision. I think that's the biggest challenge for most people is when do I need to make that decision to maybe to adjust, uh, stay in or get out. I think something that's helpful there is when you're first planning your journey to look around and see how other successful people that have walked that path before you, Mm -hmm. uh, how long it's taken them to ground yourself. And then also Dan Kahneman won a Nobel Prize um, for his work in behavioral economics. And one of his his theories was what he called the planning fallacy Mm -hmm. that basically says Mm -hmm. that we should add 40% to however long we think any big project is going to take. Because when you're mapping out the big project, you don't consider the illness that your partner is going to have or the fact that you're going to need to move across the country or the terrible weather that's going to occur or whatever it is. There's all these things that come up that we never think about when we're planning a big project. So another good way to set expectations is, again, to map out your process. Here's how long it's going to take. And then just add 40% for the stuff that you can't even begin to think about. Oh boy, 40% is significant. <laughs> yeah, but and this is like based on research. So tell me this, how do you know when you are being impatient? Mm, how do I know when I'm being impatient? That's a good question. I, I probably don't know as well as I should. I think, no, in all seriousness, I think similar to you, when I'm impatient, I feel a sense of tightness and contraction, and I kind of lose touch with my body and my surroundings. So for me, it's like I have tunnel vision, and it's very much a heady experience of I just got to go, 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 do the next thing, do the next thing. And I don't even know where I am in space. It's like if I'm sitting down or standing up, I have no idea. If it's sunny or raining out, I have no idea. I'm just locked into this almost virtual world of getting to the next thing. And it can be hard because part of that locked in sensation is that like you can't get outside of yourself. So for me, it's about figuring out when I'm in that mode and then just nudging myself to take a breath or two and being like, all right, let's step back. Let's pause just for a couple breaths and reset. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true in, in a big project, too. Um, you know, when I, when I'm, when I'm working on a book or some kind of other creative project, there are times when I feel that same sense of tunnel vision for a week or two. And then I, it's like coming out of like a bender and I pause. I'm like, wait a minute. Like there's actually, I don't need to be this rushed and I work fast. And I think there's a difference between working fast and rushing. Like there's nothing wrong with working fast. Rushing is forcing it when it's not natural. When I, I realize that I am being impatient when there's probably more emotion involved in it. And so then I start to, um, my emotions start to override my rational thinking, right? My, my brain can't handle that much that's going on. And so instead of thinking straight, I get emotional, I get agitated. Uh, for me, it's a, 
take a step back and realize why why were you being impatient just now? And usually for me, it comes back to it was my own damn fault. So I use the example of being late. I absolutely hate being late. And so if I am running late for something and I'm on the road, I'm being impatient, but it's and I'm angry at the people that are driving around me, which most of us have been in this situation before. You're angry at the people that are driving around you. But if you take a step back and you say, well, why am I so pissed off right now? It comes back to that poor planning or poor execution of your plan is why you are now mad at everybody else around you. I love it. I think that is a great place to end this week because I think that that is the perfect metaphor for any kind of big project. Whether you're trying to drive home on the expressway versus trying to launch a business Um, that feeling of kind of like, why isn't everyone else moving at warp speed? Or why are all these small things getting in my way? Those are really good cues to pull back and say, well, hey, what would it look like if I just relaxed the self-imposed expectation and gave myself another 10 or 15%? And then if that fails, like we said earlier, don't be scared to switch the approach. It's just don't prematurely switch. And remember that there's a cost to staying in something for too long, for sure, But there's also a cost to switching. And in the current ethos where expectations are that everything happens fast, it's easy to fall into the trap of switching too soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Growth Equation Principles. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend and we will catch you next week.